0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport.
1: Powered by fans.
0: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing, so we made ByHeart a better formula for formula. Learn more at ByHeart.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your McNuggets are closer than you think with Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating in Restaurants 18 Plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for further details.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. USA!
0: Hello, welcome back to Swans Cast, everyone. And I'm delighted this week to be joined by Ollie. So welcome, welcome back, Ollie. And you've been here.
1: Before. Nice to see you again.
0: Yeah. Uh, last season I think you were on uh, on with us last,
1: was it? Yeah, it was last season. A couple of I think I did a couple in the, the build-ups to various games, but I haven't done anything so far this season. So uh, yeah, glad to be back.
0: Yeah, glad to have you back. Uh, do you want to remind everyone where they can find you and where your football views and I know you do a, a blog as well.
1: So probably the best place to find me is on Twitter, so SCFC Oli, so Oli, obviously O-L-I as it says on my display, and I also have a <laughs> blog called Vibe Football as well, which you can find on on the internet if, if you're interested.
0: And am I right in saying some of the stuff on your blog is generally just about football, it's not all about the Swans?
1: Yeah, no, I do a lot of uh, I do a lot of stuff about the Swans, but I also do a lot about the Quakes, which is the oh, got the wrong way shit I'm currently wearing. And I do a lot of general football stuff as well. Okay, what what team is that you have got on there? It's uh, the San Jose Earthquakes from America. Oh.
0: Is that is that your um, your my, my... pick for for the MLS? Is it? Or... Yeah,
1: certainly my uh, my second team if we uh, if we're allowing that.
0: Well, I mean, we have got connections just because of the. Uh the Jordan Morris transfer last year with Seattle. We have been on a couple of podcasts with, with the guys from there. So um, I'm sure I'll be able to mention next time we speak to them, that uh, we know someone that supports the Quakes and see, see how they feel about that. Yeah. I wish,
1: I wish that one had worked out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Shame. Big shame, that. Well, anyway, yeah, thanks for joining me again. Just going to do a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. So don't forget, as always, if you do enjoy our content here, don't forget to give us a subscribe. Um, it helps keep us ticking along growing and showing more people the stuff that we are doing here. So we just want to come out here and talk all things Swansea City, basically, you know, like you would down the pub, or perhaps you're on Talksport, but that's our mission. A little bit of a more podcast uh, chat style. So if you're up for hearing more of that, subscribe to us, and don't forget to click the like button as well, because that helps more people see. And we always like to hear what you say in the comments. We try and engage as much as possible when we get a chance to reply around work and all the rest of it. But um always like to hear your views and to see what everyone thinks about the swans and whether you disagree with us as well. Because obviously the bottom line is we're all talking about our opinions and everyone has their own. So it's always a good debate, especially currently there's a lot of things to to discuss. So Ollie um before we get into like the recent happenings of maybe the last two games since our last podcast, just have a little bit of a catch up about yourself and how you're feeling in regards to the current state of the Swans, you know, I touched earlier the fact that we haven't spoken to you on you since Steve Cooper was in charge. So a lot has changed. So I just wanna kind of find out um what your preseason expectations were for the season and how you feel we are doing so far in comparison.
1: So I think I think we probably all knew that this was gonna be a transitional year this year. The parachute payments have run out, even if Cooper had stayed I don't think we'd have been any higher than mid-table, even after how we did last year. I think Russell Martin was the the perfect man to get in after Cooper, to be honest. He yeah. plays, I would say, exciting football. I know some people would disagree, but I do enjoy <coughs> it. And I think that was what we needed after Cooper. I absolutely back him to bring his style of play here. He's We're seeing patches of it at the minute. We're also seeing the legacy down in League One with MK as to what he sort of started there but didn't finish because they're flying high in that league at the minute. And I think next year, if he's backed in the summer, he'll he'll do very well. But I've, I've really enjoyed the season so far, to be honest. It's been a good chance to get on the road quite a bit, going to my uh, first away game. So obviously I was robbed of last year's and half of the season before, thanks to COVID. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I very much enjoyed watching us. I'd say we, we did some excellent business over the summer. Keeping Grimes was probably the biggest. Perot, Downs, and Sham Patterson all been excellent signings. Fermi as well, starting to come into his own, I think, and I think we'll see a lot more from him in the second half of this season. Um, uh, as I said, I think I don't think any uh, anyone better could have come in after Cooper. To be honest, he's he's really connected with the club. I think Russell Martin has he is clearly bought into the project here. His style of play very much fits what we've seen over the past 10 years. And uh, the only complaint really is probably the league position, but of course, it's a bit of a false one at the minute because the league table is kind of all over the place after all the COVID-related postponements and we're still catching up from them. The only thing that I would say is probably a shame was was some fantastic players like Matt O'Reilly and potentially Ryan Longman snipped to the net in January. But
0: yeah, I think you touched on obviously the summer transfer window. I think sometimes a lot of the fans have forgot how much business we did in the summer. Um, how many of those players are currently in the first team when they compare the January window because you know a lot of people consider that to be quite poor. I'm not saying that the players that we missed out on wasn't poor management, especially if you look at the fees, you know that's a different question. Um, I always look at it. Of the view, you know, the budget was set in the summer. We had what was left in January, and if you look at the two together, they're not that bad. But it is hard to take, and I fully understand the players mm. that we lost. The ones you mentioned there, O'Reilly in particular was, was thriving up in Scotland, and yeah, that's a shame. But we've always had, we've always had a bit of that, even under Hugh Jenkins. I mean, re-signing Joe Allen potentially um, was the one of the big. Well, Aubameyang was one of them, wasn't he? Back in the day. Um, the the left back Alfonso is an Alfonso Davis. By there's a mean. whole
1: there's a whole team of them out. it's not team. like it's
0: yeah. it's a new a new thing. You know, maybe a little bit more information came out of this one of the reasons why and the fact that it was a low fee. It is frustrating. I'm not trying to defend that at all. I'm just looking at the bigger picture. The transfers we have brought in this season they have been positive. Um, and that's what I think anyway. Mm. And uh, we'll have to see if it continues in the summer. And hopefully, you know. When you get next season's budget, so we can get a little bit more backing for the players that Martin needs for the system, and like you said, then push on.
1: I think one thing that is obviously important to mention as well is because we almost had two summer transfer windows, didn't we? We had a few players that Cooper brought in that were yeah. presumably players that he wanted. I'm thinking of Liam Walsh,
0: yeah, Perot and Walsh. I think were the, were two yeah. that came in, like maybe Kyle one. Joseph as well.
1: Yeah, Kyle Joseph was the was the first coming. There was sort of, and then we had. A sort of another group of players come in like Oberfemi, and Sham Patterson who were I'm, I'm not hundred percent
0: sure whether the players any of the players signed were necessarily ones Cooper wanted. I don't know if he'd already checked out. I think maybe the club scouting system works quite independently at times. And then yeah. they ask the manager use a list of players, you know, which ones will you be happy with? Um obviously Obra, the fact that Oberfemi was meant to come in January last year, ended up coming in the summer but after Cooper had gone, that's that highlights that to me. I know, um, there will be some individuality around it, and I think it's quite clear you can see which ones like Cooper would be all alone signings primarily. Um, and then I think with the Russell Martin, like you, you know, Downs Patterson, they were definitely players that he wanted to bring in. Um, but then it is that system we have as well as a club, I think. That was it, Andy Scott that led it that's now gone?
1: Yeah, he's yeah, he's so. gone.
0: Yeah, went what, to join uh, up with, uh, with Cooper, didn't he, I believe?
1: Yeah, I remember I heard he was going to go to Middlesbrough, but then he uh, he ended up joining up with Cooper. No, well, I know he was there.
0: No. Um, but yeah, otherwise, <clears throat> I can't argue with anything you said. Transition for me as well, and kind of right in the league position off. Not really worried where we are. I don't feel like we're going to be in trouble of relegation now. I think it's something like no. 18 points clear. So, And we're even though we're in the lower half of the table, it's a little bit of a divide down there this season, it seems, but um yeah. going forward, then, I know you touched on bits of it already, but maybe a little bit more detail about your views on Russell Martin himself um you know, I know you've done a little bit of talking already about his, his sort of um time at n k Don's and the legs he's left there, so perhaps to some fans that might have only seen him at Swansea and not not know so much about his past, is there anything you can offer? Now we're in a little bit of a rough time in terms of the league position, a little bit of like um, insight you can give to what you saw previously from him.
1: Yeah, I've, I've obviously he's I've, I've been, when I heard about the style of play that he, he liked to play at MK, it was the sort of thing that obviously put him on, on the radar of a lot of Swans fans immediately because it always seemed like a perfect fit and something that was more of a case of when rather than if. I think the best way of describing it is the sort of, perhaps Rodgers to lounge up transition from the way that is changed at MK, which was there's perhaps they've gone for a lot less possession, but you can still see the way his style of play is, is still very much there. And I think, I think they could well be in the championship next season. And a lot of that does come down to him and some of the, the excellent business that he's done, Scott Twine, Matt O'Reilly, etc. and those kind of players he may well bring to us one day. And I think, I think he he left them in a good shape and that, that is does point in a positive light for when yeah. he will inevitably leave us at some point. He's not gonna be here for forever. And I think he yeah. will go on and have bigger and better things. I think he's a fantastic manager the way he conducts himself, the way he seems to he seems to have good man management skills with the players and, and the style of play as well, even if it is perhaps a slightly bit toothless at times. I, I do think we will have an excellent year next year, as he's predicted as well.
0: Look, like maybe it is two-thirst at times. Um, the big the big concern for me, and I'm sure we'll discuss it later, is fitness. And I think a lot of our issues this season have come down to that. And I would say the entire reason, the bad performance up of the likes of Hull and Stoke, I, I, from what I watched in both games, put down entirely to fitness. I think Martin touched upon it himself afterwards as well in his interview. Um, a lot of fans criticising him for that, saying that he should have taken taking on the chin and said it was his fault in his selection. And I think he did come up afterwards actually in the pre-match conference yeah. for, um, remind me, Bristol City and said, yeah, he yeah. made some mistakes there. But I think it's also worth remembering it is only his second club. He went straight into management at MK Dons where he was player-manager and he is still learning himself. So, mm. you know, we're not, in the, we're not in a position as a club where we can get, like, if you want a manager that's going to play this style and is good at doing it, they're probably going to be playing in a higher league. So we're in a situation where we're taking someone up and coming. And the same as any player that's up and coming, they're learning their trade. And then they go on to bigger, better things, unless we get promotion. Just look at Graham Potter, for example.
1: Mm. So
0: there's going to be mistakes and stuff he needs to iron out as a manager. And I'm sure as long as the the most important thing is being able to acknowledge it yourself and then take that into the next match and the matches after. And if I seem, I feel like he is able to do that, but obviously I think it's a little bit still too early to judge overall. Um, it comes back to what you were saying about transition season. For me, like proper judgment will start after the summer. I think there's enough time then where, and full pre-season where he's had enough time to do what he needs to do. Um, you know, it's not going to still be perfect because you're not going to get the full squad of players that he still wants. That's going to, that would take a couple of years. Just ask the likes of Klopp at Liverpool, for example. But um, I'm expecting a lot better after the summer, same as you. There, um, yeah.
1: I think, I think the way the way we play, we're never, as you said, the, we're never going to get the finished article. We're going to have young managers who are going to go on to bigger and better things, and I think that applies to players as well. I think one of Flynn Downs or Joe Perot will probably be sold this summer. If I'm honest,
0: well, maybe we'll have to wait and see on that one. We it's still early days to be talking about. We're going to lose it. Yeah, in the summer, I,
1: I, I yeah, I don't <laughs> attempt fate. I shouldn't do
0: that. Yeah, well, well, we'll wait and see what happens there. But um, well, my next question was how was the transition in style going? But I think you've touched on that quite a lot. But maybe you can. Obviously, it's a journey. We're saying it's going to be a lot better next summer. Is there any immediate trends that you think that we still? need to get fixed, and is it something that Martin can just fix um, after a bit of training, or are they, are they sort of issues that we need different personnel in to, to get them sorted?
1: I, I think, as you as you touched on, fitness has been a clear problem this season. There's, I'm slightly fed up of here, and it's been a game too far. When we have a three-game week, I feel like we've heard that many times this season. But I, I do think there is a case of personnel. We're starting to see that happen. The likes of Bidwell and people like Bender as well early in the season they were always square pegs in round holes that were not going to fit in the system and now we're seeing people like Fisher (laughs) come in who's clearly excellent with his feet and I think will suit the style of play very well I'm looking forward to seeing Ugbita integrated into the side if if he ever comes back from his injury, we obviously haven't seen him yet but I think he's clearly a sort of type of player that he will like and I think There are certain certain people who who will not come along for the ride in terms of this system and this project, but there are others who will and will adapt accordingly. I think Ryan Manning is the one that always pops out in my head. Didn't really feature too heavily under Cooper, but it's just been one of the standout players this season for me. He's become a a top left-sided centre-back and it's a very unique skill set that makes me think he won't, Move on anytime soon because he is so suited to this team in a specific role. Yeah.
0: It's funny you touch on him because I agree. I think he's had a really good season. However, I think he's been quite poor in the last couple of matches. I will say that just to play devil's advocate. I think he's um, and I, he's played a lot. I think he's played a lot more yeah. than he's been used to recently. So you know, I'm not going in on him. I just think his performances have tailed off lately. Maybe again, I don't know whether he's getting a bit confident, but some of his passing has been a bit iffy the last couple of games. Um, but at the same time, he's still been putting in some good defensive shifts. Yeah. So swings and roundabouts. It's the way that he wants to play. You can't criticize him too much because he is one of the players sometimes that will try a risky pass, but then and it doesn't always come off, and I I wouldn't ever criticize someone for doing that as long as you're doing it in the right parts of the pitch. And it's yeah, not there is definitely in the right parts of the pitch for him.
1: A time and a place for that sort of thing. Yeah, so you do
0: actually. a ball and he gets intercepted, and the problem is when, he, especially when he's playing in the centre back row, he's already out of position then to get back on the counter. So look, it's still it's still learning. I'm not to go in on him. It's just something I've picked up on the last couple of games. There has been a couple of things that um, I feel like he can adjust and tweak to. To get back to the levels, I thought he was playing earlier in the season.
1: Yeah, as you said, he, he is adjusting, he's he's learning a completely new role. He's, uh, yeah, I've from what I've seen, he's a very versatile player anyway. Yeah. but this sort so of he's left played side in central midfield
0: up. before in the past, yeah. As
1: well, so we've, we've never seen that. That's something I would like to, would quite I think, like once he's maybe. come
0: off the bench there,
1: maybe, yeah. But um, would you not, so loaded not in position, loads, we?
0: yeah, well, um, I know you've said how much you rate Ryan Manning in the season, but. Who do you think the best player so far is uh, this year?
1: uh, While he has been probably a little bit poor over the past few weeks up until a a very important goal for his confidence in Sunday, I I don't think you can look past Joel Perot. You've got his his 14 goals, which for a man playing in his first season in another country, in a new league, a a tough league as well, the Championship, I think that's a, a fantastic return and And probably not the level i expected him to reach to be honest i
0: was well didn't john van sweden say he was one of the worst signings we've ever
1: ever made yeah that comes back to haunt him i think more and more every week but on top of his his well fantastic goal return he's he's one of the top scorers in the division he's also got four assists as well which i think is something that shows that he clearly has more to his game than just goals and i think him and over we're going to see it more now are going to dovetail very nicely
0: yeah quite excited to see what those two playing together offers going forward. Now we've had a taster of it and Oberfemme again amongst the goals as well, which has been nice to see recently. All of a sudden it's taken the burden off Patterson and Perot. Um, And you've got another threat obviously on the pitch. So that's, that's positives. Um, okay. Fair enough. That's a, uh, that's some, some good, good conversation. So let's, uh, let's move on and actually talk about the last week or so. So unfortunately, I know we've been talking quite positively there but the first part is not so much positive uh we're going to look at stoke three swansea nil which yeah you know i was quite excited to watch this one as you know the listeners of the podcast will know with my work shifts i can't always watch all of the games um, i'm sure everyone can't watch all of the games uh but yeah the evening ones especially i Quite enjoy because it gives me the opportunity to watch it, whether that's you know on Swans TV or get down to the stadium in the home games. But run myself a bath, you know, watching the football, and yeah, what a bad performance! And nothing. and there's it, it no, there's no like you know, making it look nice or nothing, it was awful. And uh, I know you were saying earlier, you don't want to hear the whole phrase about three game weeks and being tired. Um, I don't know if you've heard on the podcast, or I highlighted quite. Early in the season, there was a couple in a row where we had three game weeks and the third game was always atrocious. I noticed a trend quite early on. So yeah. the first one especially, we play quite well. Um, when I was looking at the trend as well, often it would be, you know, a draw or win, uh, maybe would deserve to win the game, the one that we'd drawn. The, the midweek one, again, quite, quite similar. We play well and get a result. And then the third one would just fall off a cliff. The performance was just yeah. not there. And it's just awful. And it happened a couple of times. And this run we've been on recently, I believe it was two weeks in a row where we had Saturday, midweek, Saturday, midweek, Saturday. Um, So it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that going up to a place like Stoke, even in the midweek, which would have been like the fourth game um, or or more. I can't even remember at this point. But um, yeah, it did not surprise me at all, especially on the back of a performance against Blackburn with 10 men, which they put a shift in. Uh yeah, they just didn't get going up in Stoke. And uh yeah, painful to watch. But you went up there, so I, I'd imagine it was more painful yeah. for you.
1: It was it, to be honest, it was even more painful for me. We we arrived at about five o'clock for a quarter to eight kickoff. I don't know if you've ever been to Stoke, but there is. Very not to the do.
0: stadium, but I've been too stoked. There's uh, there's a nice couple of restaurants, not so like across the road, though, isn't there? Sure, really there's like a Harvester. Or something. There's yeah, the
1: Harvester was was the only thing to do. We managed to persuade them to let us in there to have a drink, but oh god, it was not. We should have known then. But the the football was st- even still the, the worst part of the day.
0: Should have just gone up to Totton Towers isn't upper road as well?
1: Honestly, would have been. We'd have, we'd have enjoyed ourselves far more, I think.
0: Um, but yeah, so. I just I think it is fitness, you know. Like it comes back to the pre-season. They didn't have one essentially. No. I don't think Cooper was bothering when it, it obviously he was taking training for that duration when he was still here. Don't feel like he was a high standard. Um, you know, they had COVID wiped the squad out in the summer as well. Yeah. And then they come back. Russell Martin's coming in like a week before the season kicks off and yeah, atrocious in terms of the fitness and where we were. And to play the style of play, they needed to be so much better in terms of, of the fitness. So as much as, yeah, we've gone through a lot of seasons so far, you know, you need to be prepared before that starts. And I don't think that preparation was there. So it is gonna, for me, I think it's gonna be a constant problem for the rest of the season. And that's why I come back to next season is better judge of how it's going because he will have that time to rectify it. Um, I don't know where your thoughts are on the reasons for the, the poor performance.
1: I, I I, always, as you said, I always got the impression that pre-season under Cooper was was not done to a high standard. We did come back a little bit all over the place. But, I, I, yeah, as you said, fitness. I think there are players who... We have a small squad, in all truth. We have probably one of the smallest squads in the division. And that, in a style of play that is so physically demanding that is a problem and and stoke was just a sort of culmination of everything that that could go wrong we obviously had misfortune of a red card we it was uh it was a very cold very cold night so it kind of been enjoyable for the players we were playing against an excellent side there's some players who really troubled us i remember Philogene bidass on loan from villa just caused us problems from minute one and he eventually scored the first goal and we just couldn't live with them, and in all truth, after such a high, after beating Blackburn on Saturday, where we clearly dug in so much, it was just—I I, don't—I don't want to say, it, but it was—it was one game too far. Yeah, I mean,
0: <clears throat> it's a bit of a roller coaster season. You get the high, you get the low. Um, quite cliche, but literally how it is. And you know, we'll go on to it. But there was another high that came straight afterwards. Uh, but what do you make of the red card then? I know it, it didn't affect the game. Let's be honest, it did not affect the result at all. I don't think it would have been anything different. Um, essentially, you'd argue if it wasn't for the red card, it would have gone 2-0 up anyway. Um, we got the red card and then it went 2-0. We were never going to come back from 2-0, is my point, regardless yeah. if he got sent off or not. But do so you think it was a red card?
1: I think if it even brushes your hand in that sort of position, you, you're you going, to be honest. I, I can see why people were complaining about it. My, it was on the other side of the, the pitch to where... To where we were sitting behind the goal. So I, I didn't really know what was going on at first until uh until I assumed it was handball that he was sent off or I watched it back and I thought, yeah, I thought it was probably the right decision to be honest.
0: That's fair enough. I know it's been quite a split um split opinion on this one. And I'm in the other camp really, where I think um I don't think it should be a red card because it's absolutely like it's it's completely accidental. And when you do look at the laws, it does have a couple of things that say in there yeah. about um Intent and you know if it's a deflection, it's your hand or bounces a certain way and it's your hand as a result. If your your arm's not in a natural position and all the rest of it, without quoting what it says. Um looking at the situation, he's running in to make the clearance, and his arm is kind of by his side, but like out a little bit. And uh, I, I can't remember. I, I need to watch a replay to get it right, it's, but it's the way that it bounces up movement. and straight and hits his arm. Um I just thought it was very, very harsh to send. Send a player off for that when there's you know it's a complete accident, basically. So you're you getting a player sent off the pitch for a complete accident, whereas the same punishment is given for a player who purposely would use his hands in that situation to save the ball. Yeah. I, like, I
1: do, I do know what you mean. Why
0: is the punishment the same? Um, I understand from Stokes' perspective, it's frustrating they didn't score. I would still give the penalty.
1: I yeah, have no questions the, about yeah, that, but I, I don't that, really yeah.
0: think the two things need to happen, where it's a red card and a penalty, when there's no intent at all. I think that's what the problem is, and I, th- I thought there was some sort of address about something similar with this whole double jeopardy thing. I don't think yeah. it's necessarily about the handball in the box, but a similar circumstance. Was it last man they've done that for, or the goalkeeper? Yeah, I
1: think they've done it if if you deny a, a clear goal score, so you can only be sent off for a penalty. If you deny it, a clear goal score opportunity, which I suppose the ref in this situation thought that he had, and maybe I, I can I can see I would have understood it if he hadn't yeah. given it, but I also do understand why because yeah. obviously no VAR he in real time, I can see why he gave it to be honest.
0: Yeah. Um, it's fair. You can't, I mean, it can go both ways, I guess, and you can have opinions on it. I think is a not everyone's going to agree on this mm. one. Um, I would like to see a little bit more of a, perhaps perhaps that's what the problem is. There needs to be more of a clarification in the rules about instances like this, because it
1: does, it does happen, doesn't it? Yeah. It happens.
0: And why is the right or wrong answer? Because like I said, the way I was interpreting the rules when I read them, you can interpret it either way. So if you can interpret it either way, you know, in another day, another referee, if they don't give the red card, that's where the problem is. Um, and I'm sure there is instances where that's been the case. The the way I see it, and I, I mentioned this just now, but like, do you remember Luis Suarez against Ghana in the World Cup?
1: I, I do have Im- yeah? impossible to forget.
0: So that is the same punishment as what happened to Ryan Bennett, but one of them for me is ten times worse than the other
1: one. Yeah, no, I I do know what you mean. Yeah, that, that's
0: my point. So you know, they still they're still getting the chance to go. The penalty and score the goal, and how many? I don't know the statistics. I would say like ninety percent penalties probably get scored. I guess, um, I,
1: guess I think they have zero point seven seven xg for a penalty. Where, but I'd have, I'd have guessed it's probably higher than that percentage gets scored.
0: Okay, say eighty percent penalties yeah, get yeah, scored. No, then. Yeah, um,
1: I mean it's it's a high percentage, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean he probably would have gone in if he didn't hit his hand, but you can't say hundred percent. Another part no. of his body wouldn't have blocked it because, but yeah. I think that's enough on the penalty anyway. Um, a couple of the goals then. You said the player scored the first goal. It was quite tricky all night. I'm not even going to attempt his name. You did a good pronunciation earlier. But um, yeah, he, he definitely was a thorn in our side. I'm looking at the sofa score ratings now. And apart from one of the midfielders, he, he got the highest rating. Um, I, I feel like the goal was coming. It was it was good yeah. that we got to half time at nil-nil. I was hoping we'd go in and regroup and come out fighting, but they they scored basically as soon as they kicked off, didn't they?
1: Yeah, we we shuffled shuffled the pack at halftime. We brought in so I th- I can't remember who we brought in. I think it was was it maybe Perot?
0: Perot came on for Corey Smith. For Corey Smith,
1: um, yeah. I I think the team selection was was all wrong. But in in all truth, I I don't think I ever expected us to win. You know they say cold Tuesday night in Stoke. This there is really no harder place to go, and that that proved to be true for us.
0: Yeah. Um. Out of the obviously we had the penalty and then the third goal. I thought when I initially saw it, I thought the keeper had done quite poorly. But I was watching on my phone basically. When I saw a replay, it's actually quite a good good finish across the goal. I don't know yeah, why I no. thought he'd gone near post, but um, there's no replays on the on the feed I was watching, so I couldn't quite get get a good angle. But yeah, a good finish there. But obviously the defending again. Um, in question, in regards to the, the, uh, the team selection, yeah, very defensive. Mm. Um, but what's the reasons for the players rested? I guess it's fitness again. He's mentioned Peru being quite tired recently and Patterson
1: working his way back in. So what, what other options do we have? Exactly. Uh yeah, I suppose we are. As I said, we, we have a small squad. We've got to work with what we have. And we I think that was yeah, that was after Kyle Norton's injury, so he wasn't wasn't available. We've I we didn't play Burns, which I think we probably should have, but I, I do still feel maybe the best use of our resources wasn't having Fulton, Grimes, Smith, Downs, Ann and Cham all on the pitch together, who all I mean I know and Cham plays further forward, but they all can play the same role. Yeah, And having five out of our 11 players as central midfielders probably is, is slightly negative. But as as you said, the attacking options needed a rest. So there was... And if we hadn't rested them, it may have... We wouldn't have had such a good day against Bristol City on, on Sunday.
0: Interesting to see Jan Dando's on the bench. I mean, yeah. if he can't get in the team when all them attackers are not playing, then it's, he's gone. We We know he's gone anyway, but even making the bench,
1: and he doesn't want to bring it. I was very women. surprised when I saw that he traveled, to be honest. I feel like I do I've mentioned this a few times on Twitter. I think because I, I would assume there was an option too that, maybe Ollie Cooper should have been recalled in January, having a, an excellent season on the yeah. new maybe,
0: maybe he's just doing well, and they don't want to disrupt yeah. that. Get him in. The I, I, I don't understand
1: him. that. Yeah, he's he,
0: to Brandon got last year,
1: top assist in League Two currently. So he. He certainly is having a great season. And next year, I think he'll, there's certainly a role for him within this team. That's because
0: there's, sure. there's a gap in that central attack in midfield position, especially when we did fill, sign someone to fill it in and he's now playing left wing back the last couple of games. So,
1: yeah, yeah, that was, that's been an interesting one.
0: I feel like, Which I feel a like massive he's shame because he had his best game against, um, I think it was Luton, I hope.
1: Black, yeah, Luton, yeah, yeah he played. he caused trouble on that the wing,
0: win, and win. now he's. Since he's been back there, is you know, he can't offer as much.
1: Mm, I, I do feel bad for, for Hannes Wolf, well, to be honest. He uh I can imagine he was probably sold a dream, which didn't involve playing left wing back no. with 10 men on a rainy But night he, he,
0: he did play there a couple of games in his for his club back in Germany, but I don't think obviously he would choose to play there if no, it's
1: not his primary position, of, of course. But I no. think that is just misfortune because I, I much prefer watching Manning mm-hmm. play play centre back. I think we're much better with him there. Yeah, and I obviously Abduta is is isn't quite ready yet because of well, an injury. The red card for Manning wasn't it,
0: and Norton's injury essentially. Oh, of
1: course was he was so... suspended for that game as well, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah. I so, about that. Another red, another dodgy red card potentially. Yeah.
1: Oh, that was never a red card, but I think you've covered that already.
0: Yeah, yeah. We 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 talked about that one. Um The last thing I want to touch perhaps on this game is then obviously Jay Felton starting. He's obviously in and around the squad. I'd be surprised if he still doesn't go in the summer, but he has been getting involved a bit more recently. So what do you make of his situation?
1: I, In all truth, I, I, I do think if we we clearly, I imagine we tried to raise funds, we were trying to raise funds in January if we could have got rid of him. That probably would have been ideal. I, I He is one of the people I touched on, Bidwell and Bender earlier as two examples, but I think Fulton is another one who's a, a square peg in a, in a round hole in this team. He's an excellent servant for the club. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stand a fault, and he's been great over the years. But he's. I do feel his time's up here now, and it was a case of, of our thin squad. See, um, I'm. I'm
0: not sure he's necessarily a square peg in a round hole. I think he can be fit in the system. Yeah, maybe as well as Corey Smith. For yeah, me, I think I'm doing him a bit
1: he... of a disservice
0: there, maybe. Plus, you've got to remember, he played similar football regularly when Potter was in charge in, in yeah, this club, so he can definitely do it. He, he offers a bit of steel. I know, I know Downs is is basically the one that perhaps has taken his position. Mm. I'm not saying he should start ahead of Downs, but I don't see what Smith offers over him personally.
1: I, I don't like Smith as, in, as, as a number 10 as he's been frequently played. I, I really don't think that works.
0: No, I don't either. And if you want to look at their attacking stats, I'm not saying that Felton is a ten either. But one of them has scored goals for the club, and the yeah. other one hasn't.
1: Oh, Corey Smith is—he's not the best in front of goal, is he? I, I do, I do yeah. like like what he does. I, and there's there's a lot of stats which I think probably you can't almost quantify, such as his his experience, his know-how, having played for so long at this level, which he does certainly bring to the side. But his his return in front of goal is is yeah. remarkable. I... Yeah, he scored against United. He's
0: got a role and he's got a job. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he hasn't, but I just don't know. Obviously, the first half of the season, especially what he was bringing more to the squad than what Fulton could bring for him to not even make the bench for a large yeah, period. I, think, um, okay. I believe though, there's a connection with Martin from previous. Yeah, I was say attention.
1: that's exactly what I was just about to say. I think the fact he was a a familiar face. I think the same probably exists for Bennett as well. Certainly gave him perhaps an improved role within the team than he than he might have got otherwise yeah perhaps to help settle the dressing room or something yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's understandable yeah. And, a, and a player with such vast experience as him if the manager can can come in and rely on him he's going to cultivate the dressing room to, to the new manager's ideas I think as well yes indeed
0: okay moving on to a little bit more positive chat then after after that uh rainy day yeah. in Stoke. over Bristol City I believe our first double since 1950s was it
1: I I I heard 1937 at the ground but I don't think that was right I think it was 1950s so I think it was 50 a long
0: time ago whichever one it is I I saw it it very many years but yeah I mean I am gonna fact check that I've seen a couple of different things but bottom line is it's been a while over 50 years let's just say over 50 years um Let's hope we can get two against our rivals in the same season. Yeah, nice. I,
1: feel like, I feel like I won't ever see a double double in my life again if I don't think happens.
0: anyone's gonna care where we finish this season if that happens. No,
1: no, I would agree with that.
0: But um yeah, so I mean didn't get off to the best start, arguably. Uh well I say start first half was quite poor yeah, by all accounts from uh, from my um several sources. Uh obviously my 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 visual sources are limited to the high extended highlight reel on Swan's channel. But um I've spoken to a couple at the ground. First half was quite dull. Um and we go one nil down just before half time with the uh, Weiman scoring. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was from us giving the ball away again.
1: Yeah it was. I I don't think we came out of the blocks very well and it was it was an individual mistake, I must be honest, I'm not sure who from um I in my head it was one of May well have been Manning. Or I know, behind. I was going to say,
0: is it after what I said, yeah? Yeah. Or a feeling it, it might have been
1: Manning. I think it might have been one of them too. But uh, yeah, it was a poor goal to concede. But at the same time, it was an excellent finish from, uh, from Andy Weiman. There's not a lot of uh, what Fisher could have done in goal there. He, uh, yeah. But it, was, it came just before half-time. You can imagine it wouldn't have altered. Martin's team talked too much, if anything giving them the sort of kick that they needed because we we didn't come out of the blocks well at all. We were sluggish. And I thought it was a, for the first half, it was a game between two quite poor sides.
0: Yeah, perhaps, you know, a little bit of a, we need something to get us going at that point, especially after the trip to Stoke. Um, the goal, go 1 0 down, whatever Martin said at half time, perhaps is what what's done that. So looking yeah, at the momentum worked. graph. Yeah, looking at the momentum graph on Sofa's goal, second half. Basically, looks like it was only one team involved. Uh, yeah,
1: that I would, would describe it pretty well. I'd
0: say, uh, and yeah, we scored three goals in the second half. So first time we've done that in Sleuton away, perhaps. Um, yeah, no, we had yeah we had a, an excellent comeback there. Yeah, so opening the scoring for us, Michael Oberfermi, not long after half-time with an excellent assist from Christie, finding him at the back post, where it's basically a tapping. Um, but it's not like the easiest tap in that you will just you know no. square across I, the box. It was kind of a diagonal through from corner to like basically the far post, and Fermi snuck through uh behind the defense untracked somehow. I'm not sure how, I but to, got uh, in
1: the- I wanted to pick up on that goal because I thought it showed real striker's instinct from Fermi That perhaps as good as Pro is, he hasn't shown the season. I saw, I read the other day, that he hasn't had a single shot in the 60-yard box all season, which I thought was quite quite telling. But Oberfemi seems to be slightly more of a sort of poacher like that. I thought that was a, a fantastic goal. Very very few strikers would have gambled in that position. There was the way he stuck his leg out to to knock it in. I think, obviously, it didn't look to be the most difficult of finishes in the end, but I think the way he gambled was was just excellent. I was really impressed with him. And I have been for the past few weeks, something seems to have changed, whether it's Martin who's had a word with him, because his issues were well documented at the start of the season, but he's been absolutely excellent for the past few weeks and long may it continue.
0: Yeah. Um, so I know you just touched on Perot versus Oba I think Perot perhaps is a little bit more technical rather than a poacher. You'll back yeah. yourself on a one v one, you'll you know, he can dribble the ball when when he gets going. And he's definitely got a good finish on him. Like the goal against Blackpool comes to mind in terms of strike from outside the box there. Um yeah, and, and over Fermi's quite quick. He'll get in more dangerous positions, perhaps it like over the line, if you like, behind the line, and and like you said, again in behind poaching goals and stuff. So there's a good combination though, good difference. I think they will
1: dovetail very nicely. The, yeah, the way they work is they, they obviously pro- provide two very different skills to the team. Yeah. The way Perot can finish right outside the box, the way Fermi can finish in the six-yard box, but also Fermi's pace compared to Perot's technical ability. I, I think that could become a an excellent strike partnership in a very sort of old-school way that we don't see strike partnerships so much anymore.
0: No, nope, but hopefully we'll see more to come from those two. Um yeah. So, yeah, that was that was our first goal. So I think, you know, that gives us the little boost that we needed to come in after half-time because that was in, what, the 54th minute, or I believe that's when we scored our equaliser. Yeah, 54th. Um, took a little bit longer to perhaps get the um, get the second, but Cyrus Christie finally getting on the score sheet, I think. Yeah. Long time coming. He's had a couple of chances. So what did you make of, of him? Obviously
1: an assist and a goal now. I think I think it was, he was he was excellent again. over when I was writing my thoughts up after this game on Twitter, Obafemi and and Christie were the two I picked out from this one, and I think he obviously Christie got a goal and an assist. A goal has been coming for him. We could see it was going to happen at some point. He's really. I mean, I don't think losing Laird has mattered at all, to be honest. Since Christie has come in, no, He's I agree. adapted seamlessly to this side, and hopefully, he'll be here. Long beyond the end of the season, but in this game specifically, yeah. his his energy up and down the right hand side, and the way he looked to bring the ball forward. and we saw that by the fact that I mean, and whether he'll admit it, because obviously it ended up over there, me feet. The first one was a shot, and uh, he did eventually get that goal. A very strange goal. There was a uh, a lot of rip- a pinball going on. It was very much pinball.
0: Yeah, I don't really know what happened there. But at the bottom, like, the only thing that matters is. It got put it into in. the goal in the end, yeah. But uh,
1: I too asked, I didn't think it was going to when I was watching I mean, where was the it last time we it. had a
0: bit of luck like that? I think we deserved exactly. it. Exactly. You needed it, yeah. didn't you? And um, you, you touched on it earlier, but Joe Perot getting one for confidence perhaps at the he end. that uh, much, 90, 94th minute. Again, I think it was a, some sort of clearance into the middle of the pitch that was headed or whatever. Just broke, uh, fell to Perot at his feet and he could see he was 1v1 with a defender and he just Basically, you could just tell, he was like, you know what, nah, I'm not passing this, I'm going for this. No, he nutmegs the defender, like um, I don't know if it was Thomas Callas in the middle, uh, but whoever it was, he nutmegs the defender. And he's through, and he's through with Cham, who he could easily just slip the ball to, um, you know, run it up to the keeper, square the ball over and it's a tap in. But he doesn't want to do that, and he just—I no. believe he's outside the box actually when he took the shot. Yeah, and I thought he, that. He loves—he loves, a loves, loves taking a that. shot from outside the box. Yeah, and he just finesse[s] it down into the bottom corner. Um, good finish.
1: It was an excellent finish, and and I was getting ready for three-one because obviously I'm—it was right in front of me in the south stand. I was getting ready for three-one before I even got in because I—I knew he was going to shoot, and that was his moment, which he very much needed because he's been working off. He hasn't. I mean, he's missed a few big chances, I remember we missed one at Huddersfield, and he, he hasn't been the same player, and I think what we'll see now after that goal is is the perot that we've seen throughout yeah. most of this season. Let's hope he comes back. Um,
0: good game overall, obviously, you know, it's always nice to get the wins over Bristol, two in a season we already touched on, very good, but a couple of uh, interesting things from the team selection, we saw
1: Finley Burns for the first time, so what did you make of
0: uh, his inclusion?
1: I I thought he was excellent. To be honest, it was a very composed debut. I mean, only 18, which I think is, he has a very bright future in the game. That is, is going to be at a much higher level than us. To be honest, I remember reading when he first joined that, that City had paid 250,000 for him as a 13 year old, which I think, is testament to his ability. He, he that's crazy. I didn't even know you were allowed to do that. I it's it doesn't seem like it should be allowed, but apparently so. He. Uh, he I thought he was he was excellent. He he will become a key player for us. I imagine it hasn't been publicized, but I can imagine there's some sort of agreement that we may be able to extend the loan beyond this season, whether it's not so much an option but a sort of gentleman's agreement that if he gets enough games he can stay next year, he looks like an excellent defender who will who will go on to improve. A very good start as well. How is he on the ball? Confident, I mean, he's obviously come through the Man City system, they, yeah. They I just think that's important
0: to... for our defenders, and maybe why Reese Williams wasn't as successful down here.
1: No, I, I think I, I mean, I think he will succeed elsewhere as well. They're both they're both six foot five, so when I saw we sign another young six foot five centre back, I was slightly concerned. And I think when Burns was brought in, there were quite a lot of raised eyebrows given it, it seemed to be that Brandon Cooper was going to go end up going out on loan. So, but I think. I think that will have made people realise that he is he is someone who will contribute in the the second yeah, half of the season.
0: I said this before, but the way I see that is obviously Brandon hasn't really featured first team all season. He he did at the start when we had injuries and issues, but since didn't really play too much. Yeah. So why have him on the bench when he can go to League One?
1: He's in. I think they're in League Two, Swindon. But from what oh, I've heard, league, they play. league Two.
0: But regardless, which league it is. And play, start every game to so yeah, the end exactly. of the season when he's going to play football rather than be on the bench or play one or two here, you know. And yeah, okay, we brought someone in to replace him. The point is, like, yeah, we can use him. We used Burns and he had a really good game. But if we don't use him, it's not our player that's not playing.
1: Yeah, like, no, I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, I think. It's, uh, yeah. And if he can come in and he can sort of, he may well be one of those that ends up like Frank Lampard, where we say, uh, he was once a swan, yeah. but I uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna put too much pressure on his on his shoulders, of course. Maybe
0: like Ghi is a.
1: Yeah, and I mean I think Conor Gallagher is another one in that category as well, who we look back on as and say that he was he was once a swan. made yeah. at the Liberty or the all the swansea.com as it is now. Yeah. So
0: other than that, obviously Ryan Manning has come back into the team uh hans will still at left wing back and downs going back into midfield any surprises anything you would like to see dando still on the bench
1: i'm not sure to be honest in terms of surprises i don't think i'd quite like to see obviously and cham came in from the bench in this game his performances i probably wouldn't say have been as good recently as they they were earlier in the season. He's. I think he's a little bit inconsistent anyway. Celtic fans warned us of this before he came here, and that's the reason why he's not playing at a higher level. But I think maybe as an impact player, he could do well. And we could we have options in the final third now that Patson's back. Wolf will eventually move back into a more advanced draw. We have Nchan, Perot, of course, and Oberfamu is who is now playing well. So I think we may actually have some level of depth and and a variety of different options that we can go with, and set up in a different way that means we'll remain unpredictable for for teams, teams to for teams to set up against.
0: Yeah, it looks like they attacked it quite well this week. We had seventy-one percent possession, sixteen shots, six of them on target. Um, you know, so we've had criticism for our attack this season. I'll remind everyone of last season, especially after Christmas. Uh, I would say February onwards, where we were really struggling in attack under Steve Cooper and it was a lot of games where we were getting maybe four or five shots in the entire game. So as much as, yes, our attack perhaps can still improve, when I'm looking at these stats every game, you know they're consistently around 10 or above. Maybe the Stoke game wasn't and that's a bit of an anomaly there. But um, in general, we are getting shots away. They might not all be on target. They might not all be the best opportunities. But like you said earlier, you know, it's gonna be a journey, it's improving. I and mean, we we're still heading towards next season where perhaps we're looking to
1: be more of the real deal, perhaps starting next year. So yeah, still good things to, to come. Um I absolutely I absolutely believe in the way this this style of play sets us up. We clearly are in the final third a lot more than we were last season, even if there are some moments where we end up going backwards. We all we need is a team to switch off and we can we can create an opportunity, and I think i think the amount of opportunities we create, right? Well, as you said, Stoke was an anomaly, but as our xG, one thing I, I had in my notes here that I wanted to pick up on was, as our xG has been going up in the past few weeks, we've been creating more and more chances. It's coincided with a period of of poor finishing, and perhaps some of our performances haven't been as bad as as the results have made out. But I think with as you said Ober Fermi coming good now in Perot, we might have some some excellent results in the second half of the season. And yeah. I remember uh Russell Martin at MK Dons before before coming here, they they had a poor first half of the season and were, were excellent in the second half of last season. And we may well we may well see that here. So hopefully aims for the aims to rest of the season they to finish the season as well as we possibly can. I've seen a lot of people saying that why like why were we getting the loans we're only finishing mid table. I think we should try and finish as high as we can, obviously. I can see us finishing somewhere in between twelfth and sixteenth, to be honest.
0: Yeah, we predicted fourteenth, I think. I think that's what it was. It was basically in that area we predicted. I think
1: I think before the season I went with fourteenth as well. So yeah. uh, we we agree. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: I didn't realise, but interestingly, it says we missed five we had five big chances in this game and we missed three. So do you yeah. remember any standout moments where we should have scored? Because apparently there was three of them.
1: Oh I'm trying to think back. I mean, we 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 did create chances, I remember that much, but I can't remember many that would fall into the category of being perhaps a big chance. There was a less uh my thinking might be that the sham one way he headed it back at the keeper from a rebound could Count as a big chance. I'm not sure. Yeah, potentially. Whether usually, like
0: that. usually a big chance is like you know a high XG where you're expecting them to score. Yeah, think, that's so probably it,
1: that's but, probably it. I think. The, yeah, the first that weird little pinball thing, probably. Yeah, perhaps like two, three though, of them isn't. came from that. But yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully we can go on now to the next games and keep that. <laughs> High momentum going, but uh yeah, you know the way it's been going it wouldn't surprise me if it goes back the other way, but we'll talk about that in a second. a little bit of news to touch on first, a couple of uh things this week today it came up actually about um Cyrus Christie's doing something nice offer to pay for one of the fans' season tickets, which I thought was a really nice gesture um obviously, times are tough at the moment, and there's a lot to be said about money and uh, prices going up all across the board for everyone. I know you had to talk about politics, but um, one fan in particular, I'm sure a lot of people, people know of him, came into a little bit of uh, difficulty getting his season ticket renewed for last season. I think he was set up a GoFundMe, or one of his friends did for him, um, which, to be fair, the Jack Army fans and fair play to everyone contributed and got it paid for. And after it was sorted, Cyrus Christie communicated with the people who set it up and offered to pay for the ticket in full so I think fair play there really good gesture, really yeah. nice to see that especially someone on loan, you know they don't always get as involved with the community as he has done there so credit where due like I said I think the ticket was already paid for but in the end he ended up providing providing. yeah don't know why I can't get my words up, he's provided him with a uh, signed shirt so you know still nice little yeah, to token was... gesture there.
1: I thought that was excellent from Cyrus and yeah. Good to see that he's bought into the local community and, and in is, is giving back. I thought that was a, a fantastic gesture.
0: Yeah, very, very um, nice to see that. Um, but a team news, and apparently Carl Norton's still unavailable for Sheffield when uh, Wednesday. Sheffield United, Ryan Bennett, though, is available.
1: I was slightly confused, but I thought it would be a, a three-game ban, but, but clearly... Was it straight a second
0: yellow I
1: can't. it was a straight red
0: which i thought was which is i think it's because of what point. it was it was because it was um
1: yeah perhaps i was yeah. i was so i was surprised when i saw that he was back but there we are shame about norton though especially i think he uh he's a very important player for us so we we need him back as soon as we can i think martin said probably bournemouth will come a little bit too soon for him but the uh the game after that which would be West Brom I think yeah he said potentially
0: Bournemouth but they'll have to just see what happens so yeah so I, I wouldn't have thought they'll rush him back no um, I doubt they'd rush him back especially Ogbeta, yeah go on
1: especially because obviously he's, he's getting on a bit now isn't he he's 13 yeah. I think I think so Ogbeth
0: still out with a, hang, a hamstring injury as well so you won't be seeing him this time
1: um, I'm looking forward to that when he when he does come in I hope he uh, I think he'll he will be a lot better than most people expecting so obviously Coming from Shrewsbury, maybe people aren't expecting huge things then. But like, yeah, I was do, I was, I was talking well, to yeah. a
0: couple of people about that. They were saying, you know, why are we signing players from there. Obviously, we're preparing for League One, and I'm just like, have you actually followed the Swans like for long? Because yeah. where did Neil Taylor come from when we signed him in the Championship? Oh, I, Ashley Ruckson. Williams. Where did Ashley Williams come from? Where did Angel Rangel come from? Some League, some Tier Three club in Spain, and nobody probably yeah. can even. I, I, can't, I can't remember. Yeah. The team. so you know you can't just say a player's not good enough because they come from a lower no, league. No, I... You know the history of Ogberta, is he's, he's from Man United youth academy. It was in Man City, one of them. I think it was City because Mark yeah. Allen, who was sporting
1: director, knew him.
0: knew him. Yeah, so he's he's, him, yeah. he's gone off on a free because that's what happens to most players in academies of these big clubs. Yeah, joined a club in a lower league, showed what he can do, and now now he's working his way up. It's not an unheard story.
1: Like no, Jamie no, Hardy for God's sake! Just like yeah, there's so there's just... so many examples. I think, yeah, I think that's a very uh, sort of shallow-minded view to uh, yeah. to say that just because he came from there, he won't succeed. Yeah, I think he'll do very well. We've signed players from a lower level before. We've signed we signed Flint down from League One,
0: and apparently exactly. now he's you know, good enough for the Premier League. So that would have been a two-league jump. Like, oh, it's just silly. Um, anyway, Horahan obviously now plays for Sheffield tonight. It's corner Horahan on loan with us at the end of last season. Um, yep. Has been urging Sheffield to do their homework on the Swans. Uh, apparently, he's been speaking to some of the current players we played with last year, and uh, talking about how obviously we're playing some nice football, some nice enjoyable football. So um, yeah, he's come out in the media and saying that the, he hopes his team has done their homework. You'd like to think he would know the answer to that question. Yeah,
1: you would. You would like to think that they've been preparing from their point. of view. I mean, I hope they have. Yeah. Hours. But it's uh, a yeah. weird
0: thing to come out and say. I hope my yeah, team's done right, the homework. Like you so. know what you've been doing in training. <laughs> yeah.
1: Unless he hasn't been. Unless he hasn't been turning up. But again, you would like to assume mind from games. that point of view that he has.
0: It's probably all mind games, isn't it? So. Yeah, that is a strange just, one. Somebody's like, oh, "I used to play for Swansea. Let's have an interview to talk about something?
1: A very different team he played for as well, didn't he? He played for the uh, yeah." Very much a Cooper style of play. It was a very different makeup to what we have now.
0: Yeah, so he was talking about about that. To be fair, in the interview about how it's different now, and um, the, the boys are saying that they're playing some nice stuff. Essentially, is what the gist he was what he was saying. Uh, but the big news I got this week is, um, well, a very controversial one, and that yeah. is the um, the trust obviously settling with the owners on the sale of the club about their involvement in the sale of the club Um, and they've been offered some terms which have accepted so i'm not fully clued up on all of the details enough to have a proper opinion and comment on it right now uh it's something i would need to like read a lot more about to have a full understanding of the
1: picture yeah i would would agree with that i'm not sure i feel feel comfortable commenting on that because i'm not 100% 100% sure of the ins and outs of it. There's no. definitely people better qualified than, than me to talk yeah. about that.
0: My initial view on it is, though, nothing about necessarily the deal that they've accepted or whatever, is I just think a lot of fans think too much is going to come out of, obviously, they, they were opening legal proceedings on the sale of the club. Mm-hmm. I'm just not really sure what people are expecting to come out of that. In a positive, yeah, what the, you know, what people the, want the owners well, out, they, they want the Americans to go, and because the result of this is a settlement, I think that's what's disappointed them. And I don't really know what you're expecting. Something yeah, like this is yeah. never going to get rid of them out of the club. Um
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I also believe the case wasn't so much against them. I think it was against. Yeah, the, I thought uh, it was the against selling, the sellers, the selling party. Yeah.
0: Uh, But, like, again, we could be wrong. I'm not fully clued up on it. I'm just not really sure. After when I read originally about the legal proceedings, like, I don't know what would come out of it in a positive way. And in a way, it's not a good thing that that sort of thing is done and dusted and not hanging over the club. Yeah, I know you want people want the Americans out, but if it did go to court, there's probably a lot more money on one side of the battle than the other side. Mm. So I can't imagine that the trust was probably ever in a position where they were going to get something major out of that um if they've got anything out of it that could be a bonus like i said before i would comment on how good the deal is or what that means or if, if maybe people have said they've sold out i don't want to make any judgments on any of that until i fully understand the picture but my immediate thought on the situation is expectations were not in line with actually what could have happened um, but yeah there's i'm sure people in the comments can let us know what you think about it it's obviously big yeah. news and a lot of opinions
1: but um... i was uh i was very confused when i saw we'd released a club statement yesterday afternoon it did sort of sort of come out of the blue so uh i imagine yeah as you said there'll be i'm not a trust member i i've never never have been Uh it doesn't sound like the members are particularly happy and i'm sure there are people who who do know perhaps what's going on and have a more a more informed opinion than than i than i would
0: I mean, there's a lot of people to keep happy, and I don't think you're ever going to get a solution that, that suits everybody. No, no. But, you know, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's, all, it's all a tricky circumstance. Yes, yes. The, the best thing we need is a little bit of consistency, a bit of, like, harmony, um, and we can all move in the right direction together. And, yeah, people are going to say, well, they need to invest more this, that, or the other. You know, we've got what we've got at the moment, so... We've got to try and make the best of it, I think, to an extent. Um, I know the petition that's going around has also come out that I signed uh, two and a half thousand, I think, I've signed it. So let's see if anything comes of that. But um, yeah, again, I'm
1: not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure convinced anything. A petition will convince yeah. them to sell up. I'm sure it'll be probably something that happens in terms of revenue would have to happen before before that. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, the these businessmen are quite yeah. Yeah, survived at Hull as long as they did with some of the. Protest there against them. I think we we've got a lot more work to do yet if we want to get them get them out. Yeah,
0: but then looking at the bigger picture, we could also be in a situation like Derby County. So exactly, I you think, think you've got to look at are. the. We're not, you know, we want better, perhaps, but I don't think we're nowhere near the worst.
1: No, I there's definitely far worse owners out there. We have a club to support. at The end of the day, I I have been vocal in in my criticism of the owners. There is obviously a lack of ambition is is frustrating. And I think there is a, a middle ground between where we are and where someone like Derby is. But at the same time, I'd rather, if we're going to have to be on one side, I'd rather have a club to support than, than, yeah. than be in the situation that they are. Yeah.
0: And as I spoke to before, but with other people, you know, going back through the Swans history, there's been a lot worse. Yeah, well. oh, definitely. People like Petty and stuff like that, yeah. isn't it? So, you know, but like, I'm not you're saying pro-Americans, by the way. I'm just,
1: no, I I'm I definitely I read, not but, either. If one
0: look at my Twitter, yeah, be, I'm not yeah, there. No, They're a supporter. It's all context, and you've know we've got to try and keep a solid head when, when looking at some of these things. and Yeah. um, Not everything's as easy as just, yeah, it's calling them out and, and the job's fixed. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I'm sure there'll be more updates going forward, and I'll probably take some time at some point to read up on everything so I can make a proper judgment. Maybe I'll change my opinion after I read it. We'll see. Um not much left then. We'll just touch quickly on the week ahead, the build up then. So we've got two games uh that we'll talk about for this week. So I want to say the next game, yeah, we've said Sheffield United away. Uh who's gonna put um, a fiver on McBurney or Brewster goal?
1: Oh well, I mean there's a there's a whole collection of them in that side, isn't there? Who, uh, or who uh, um Gibbs, Gibbs White. White as well, yeah. I think I mm, I well Brewster is, is out, he's he's had a Season-ending injury, I think, but I mean, you can put money on one of the other three scoring, can't you? It'll. uh I think they they well since Paul Hackenbottom has, has come in, they've they've really improved, and I think it's going to be a a tough game for us. I mean, we've got. A Isn't very, he the manager
0: that oversaw there um, before the relegation?
1: Yeah, it's very. They didn't very give him the job. Situation.
0: I. I uh, and then they they've got someone else in, sacked him, and gone back to.
1: Yeah, it was weird. I think they gave him something like a five-year deal as well when they brought him in, which is, I mean, severe Alan Pardew at uh, Newcastle vibes I got from that. Yeah, moment. so
0: he wasn't good enough in the summer, but then halfway through the season, they come calling and give him five years.
1: Mm, I think it was, yeah, it was either four and a half years or five, no, five was, years. No, it
0: was. I remember watching Benjamin Bloom. It was quite odd.
1: Yeah, situation. very, very strange. And something about yeah. how results on on a Saturday wouldn't, wouldn't matter or... It was. Just, I remember Sheffield United fans being very unhappy at the time, but he's done. He's done an excellent job since coming in, and really got what was an underperforming squads. Yeah, he's done
0: a good job, but you could argue he's doing the job that should be happening should with the squad done. they've yeah, got. Exactly.
1: They, uh, I think, they are the, the most on form team in the league at the minute, though. But we've we've come up against sides that are doing well already this season, like West Brom earlier in the yeah. season, and beat them. So hopefully, we can again.
0: Funny enough, other than Fulham and Cardiff, they are the third. <laughs> Cardiff have had four wins in the last five. Uh, Crazy. Sheffield United have had three wins and two draws, so one point less. But, um, and Fulham are four wins and one draw, so yeah, they're just they're, flying. They're flying. And Mitrovic is breaking records, for fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a... uh, I can't, can't get over that. He's gonna, uh, I don't even want to think about the so I reckon he's gonna get like 45 by the end. Yeah, I think that could be a pretty good guess. He's, I think he's. He'd lead our team for assists as well. If he, if he, was here. I'm pretty sure he's got eight. You see the seven or eight, which is just crazy to be honest.
0: What a player for this league, eh? Chico, yeah. I think people call him.
1: Yeah, he's far too good for this level. <laughs> Uh What do you
0: reckon about this game then? We're obviously, going away to Sheffield, we had a bit of a break. That we've had a week. Uh, yeah,
1: week I think off. Like, so, how are you feeling? I think a draw would be. We'd we'd absolutely take a point uh, from this one, but. I'm not overly confident, but I think uh, I think they're a good side. I think they might well beat us, but there's no need to be too disappointed about that. And I think the most important game this week is, is Bournemouth, who are faltering. It's at home. And I think we, uh, if we can pick up, because obviously we've got a tough week coming up, if we can pick up perhaps two points or, or even four points from those two games, that would be probably quite a good week, to be honest, given they yeah. are. Both so sort far of high up the table.
0: So, yeah, back going to Bournemouth then. You're saying the are and They did have a bit of a bad period, but they have won the last three again now, so they're perhaps picking back up. I know mm. they had that cup upset.
1: Yeah, that was... was that was a, a fun one to watch, that was. Yeah. It's a good Sunday evening, Sunday evening game.
0: The return of Jamal Lowe and Ethan Led so more Swans players to watch out for, since I get club these days. I know. We have Klukas. We didn't even talk about in the Stoke game, and Joanna. Yeah.
1: that was. I think that was the only positive from that one was that he didn't score because he uh, he always seems to against us.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Ethan Led still injured? Like he still hasn't played for? I
1: think, I think so. I think they said. I read there. I t- popped up on my timeline today that uh, they think they. I think they said that he should be back this week in training. Whether he'll probably be, be starting against, against us, us then? Yeah, no. that's
0: probably how it's going to work.
1: I yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think he uh he was a good player for us. Can't imagine there'll be any sort of animosity towards him. I um, but Jamal uh Bournemouth's away game, there was a very mixed reception for uh Jamalo coming on. Some people hurling abuse at him, some people applauding and chanting his name. It was a uh, a strange, strange atmosphere. Yeah.
0: Um Bournemouth I think is gonna be tricky, man. They signs signs so many players, haven't they? Like they they have, Todd they- Cantwell coming in. Oh, Keith Moore was injured. That was not he? so that's not mm. one to look out for anymore. But um, they're really I going for it. So
1: I can't say how he's going to keep that squad happy. There is going to be so many people on game time. But I am uh, surprised
0: Jamal loves to go on the bench. To be honest,
1: yeah, I I really did like him when he was here. I have to say, I think there was he was one of those who was a victim of, of Cooper going, but I don't think we should. I mean, he's, he fought, scored fourteen goals last season. It's not a it's not a bad return. I don't want to forget how. How good he was for us at times even if it did, yeah. came in, did come in hot streaks he was definitely good for us uh, he scored last weekend
0: against blackpool actually but i don't think he set the world to light up at bournemouth
1: no he's, he's, had he's the best got a couple season. Of goals but not three not, goals
0: and two assists no the year where he got
1: last year yeah it's not wonderful is it so but you just know that's going to be four goals when they uh <laughs> when they play us
0: yeah Kind of like uh, bingo in it with the former players. Yeah, <laughs> exactly to be the fair, we've actually
1: done, done a lot better than I remember us doing before against players. I just know that that's going to, after I've said that now, that that's going to be the end of that run.
0: Yeah, I wonder if Freddie Woodman goes back into goal for Bournemouth. He didn't start there in the last game. I, I thought it was a
1: very strange signing when I saw he'd gone down there, given how, uh, how well Travers has, has been doing this season. It was. Uh, Yes. Not sure the why they drained him out to potentially be a number two. That that does seem a bit a bit odd.
0: It does indeed. And you know, Tavas is a bit harsh if you drop him as well. So oh, do they need to sign him? Perhaps no, not. I don't so think so. But I mean the cash because you can,
1: I think yeah, they're doing the uh, the old Man United thing back in the back in the two thousands of well, signing players so others can't have them.
0: They got like decent money in the club now,
1: I think, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, it could go. It could go horribly wrong. But if they're promoted, then they're not going to worry about it. I don't think, are they?
0: No. So, how are you calling this one then?
1: Um, I'm a little bit more confident about Bournemouth. To be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of Scott Parker as a coach. I I really don't think he he's as good as people make him out to be. And I think it's the sort of game that, having seen West Brom early in the season, the sort of game that I could see us winning. To be honest, I. I'd have. To, I'm gonna guess two one, like the West Brom. If I had to make a prediction, well, I hope. I hope you're right. That would be. I'm. Nice. Little, I'm quietly confident. Well, not so quietly as I've said it now, but I am a little bit confident about that one, and I'm. I'm not sure why. It could just be blind confidence, but I'm a lot more confident about that than the Sheffield night again. Well,
0: we'll see. We'll see. Well, there we are then. Thank you very much for coming on. Is there anything else you want to
1: touch on before before we wrap up? No, I think I've. Uh, I think I've said everything I wanted to say. Thank you for. Uh, thank you for having me.
0: That's all right. Thanks for coming on. Uh, but do you want to remind everybody where they can find you again and uh, your your blog?
1: Yep. So uh, my blog, as you said, is uh, is Vibe Football, which you can find at vibefootball.wordpress.com, or you can find me on Twitter scfcrly and uh, hopefully hopefully get a few new follows from uh, from this
0: everyone go and follow ollie and go and check out his blog some wonderful football stuff on there and thanks for watching as always don't forget to click the big red subscribe button helps us grow as a channel we're really trying to get 500 subscribers at the moment so click that button for us and click the like as well because it allows more people to see our content it allows more people to get involved in the discussion and let us know in the comments what you think about everything we discussed in this video as well um And on that note, we shall see you next time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for coming, Ollie. Thank you. um, Enjoy the weekend. Be careful out there in the storm. We shall catch you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a muck nugget share box and a few tips with your mates. You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering McDelivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You win? Our participating in restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and term supply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up!